today on CityCast Pittsburgh. The word sustainable gets tossed around a lot here in the Berg, and a lot of us do make some kind of effort to not live and eat like selfish jerks. So we're here today with someone to help us make sense of what it all means and how to do it really well. It's Thursday, April 6th. I'm Megan Harris, and here's what Pittsburgh's talking about. with Corey Flynn for our regular Thursday food chat. She teaches people how to live more sustainably at Pitt, Phipps Conservatory, and a bunch of local schools. Corey, would you say that Pittsburgh is a good place to do that or are we complete trash? I think Pittsburgh is a fantastic place to get started on that. <laughs> good. I'm think... glad to hear good news. <laughs> <laughs> What's really cool is I say sometimes to my students is that Pittsburgh went from a steel town to a food town. And uh, the really exciting thing is like we have Sustainable Pittsburgh, a really great organization that helps restaurants attain platinum, gold, silver levels. And they have over 140 restaurants listed. So when my husband's like, hey, do you want to go out to eat? I'm like, let me see who's new on the platinum list or the gold list. And I only only, you know, go to those that are sustainable. And it's really exciting to see more and more of them. Wow. So you really put your money where your mouth is. Wow. That pun works on so many levels. <laughs> it does. Um, I feel like when I first moved here, there weren't that many farmers markets. I mean, they absolutely existed, but I hadn't heard a lot about urban farming yet. No one I knew here composted. It just it kind of felt like a different place than it does today. Do you think we've gotten better or is that just my perception? No, you're totally right. I moved here 13 years ago from Oakland, California, where it's just standard to compost and to eat a vegetarian, organic, local, sustainable menu and, you know, to avoid creating waste. And so when I moved here, it was a little bit of a culture shock, but like Pittsburgh literally took it on and they're at a sprint right now and they're doing absolutely amazing things. And I'm so proud of the city. I, I love, love being here. What are you especially excited about? What are some of those things that really are bringing you joy? Yeah, so I was just at a Tree Pittsburgh event that Wild Ones PA put on, mm -hmm. and Shelly Danko Day spoke about the 700 uh, adopt a lots that the city has. So anyone can adopt a lot. You can just go in right away and build a rain garden or grow food for the community for yourself or um, grow wildflowers to help all the pollinators. Yeah. I think that's the most exciting thing, like, you know, because that just makes the city so beautiful. Nice. Is there anything else you're super pumped about? Yeah, Homewood, Raqui Bay from the Black Urban Farmers and Gardeners is working with Chef Carlos Thomas of Feed the Hood and other organizations to create their own neighborhood-owned grocery store that'll have food from the urban farms around the city. And they have 22 or more urban farms in Homewood. You could almost just walk the entire community and come across multitude of uh, food being grown. And then I want to add one more, one more. Hilltop Urban Farm is one of my favorite places to spend a Saturday and uh, volunteer time. My husband keeps saying you spend so much time at all these other gardens and farms. Uh, how about working on ours? And so <laughs> I try, I try like, shady. you know, growing, 
right? Growing your own food is one way we can save the planet, eat healthy and be sustainable. So I always have a tomato plant because I absolutely love tomatoes and growing your own tomatoes, you're going to have the tastiest, most healthy tomatoes. Yeah. Growing my own cherry tomatoes has completely ruined me forever from anything I will ever get at Giant Eagle. (laughs) Right. I mean, they are just like the tastiest things. I love that you're such a big supporter of urban farming. I heard that we might have more urban farms than any other city now. Is that is that true? I, or are we myth-busting too? Yes. So I don't know the exact number. I know Seattle likes to say they have the most, but we have over 400. Oh, wow. We only have 90 neighborhoods. Where are they all? <laughs> They're everywhere. They're everywhere. Um, if you look at Grow Pittsburgh's website, they have a map. And um, yeah, it's it's over 400. I don't know the exact number. They're constantly popping up all over the place. When I moved to the South Hills, I immediately started growing corn and squash in my front yard. And everybody was like, what? This is kind of strange. Corn in your front yard is a commitment. Yeah. And sunflowers. And (laughs) everybody thought I was a little bit crazy. And I was like, well, I'm from California, so maybe. And now I just, I walk through the neighborhood with my dog and there's food growing everywhere and there are chickens. And it's, it's so exciting. The show today is brought to you by an incredible local resource, AIDS Free Pittsburgh, and their pledge to end the HIV AIDS epidemic in Allegheny County by 2030. If that is a cause that is close to your heart, make sure you're around for their biggest event of the summer, the sixth annual Too Hot for July. It is a party, but it is also a chance to get confidential HIV and STI testing for free, plus info on the incredible preventative medicines we have now to keep yins happy, healthy, and feeling your most confident out on the town. So come on out to Allegheny Commons East Park on Thursday, May 30th. Yes, July is in the name, but the event is in May. Don't get confused. May 30th from 4 to 10 p.m. There will be DJ sets, a health fair and marketplace, a ballroom-inspired dance battle, cash bar, food trucks, and more. Plus, a performance by Tony Award winner Alex Newell, a.k.a. Unique, from Glee. This is all thanks to True Tea Pittsburgh and so many folks doing the good work out here in the community. So do not miss out. Learn more at TooHotForJuly.com. So let's get to some practical tips. Um, I want to start with produce because when I think about eating sustainably, one of the first things I think of is is fresh grown local vegetables. Um, so what are your tips or tricks or growing techniques for finding or growing your own local produce? So um, I like to get already um, growing plants from different places, FIPS sells the different fruits and vegetables that you can grow. Blackberry Meadows Farms, uh, Greg and Jenner, phenomenal. I had a, um, they have a CSA that is specifically plants. You pick it up at a farmer's market. It's a tray of plants that you can um, plant with tips and tricks on how to make it successful, which is like so brilliant. So you're getting a really hearty, organic, fantastic plant because I don't do well growing from seeds. I try. I don't know why I can't do it. So <laughs> I got all nice the gear to, to do it this year, but I'm still scared and we're running out of time. <laughs> 
I know, right? So yeah, I highly recommend getting it from the farmer's market or from local farmers and uh, you'll get a really nice, healthy plant to grow. So that's what I'll be doing with my tomatoes. What about CSAs? I mean, they're um, if you're not familiar, they're those weekly um, or sometimes biweekly produce boxes you can usually order. Um, there's usually a pretty big upfront cost to those, um, several hundred dollars sometimes, but then you get fresh produce or goods for the rest of the year. Um, do you recommend those as a way to, you know, kind of support the food system around here? Absolutely. And they're growing like crazy. There are more and more local farmers with CSAs and they will work with you. Um, I'm working with a couple of CSAs to help pit students get fresh produce and um, they are completely working around a student's budget and a student's schedule. So I think more and more they're they're becoming more affordable for everyone and there are ways for everyone to afford them. It's completely worth it, that upfront cost, to be honest. I think you get more than what you pay for and it helps you to eat sustainably. It helps you to also get the nutrients that you need. And if you don't know what's in the box, they typically now I can hear the dietitian coming out in you. <laughs> yeah. You can you yes, one bell pepper provides 113% of your vitamin C intake. Um, my poor children, they're like put it on your grave. Right. They're like, please, please don't tell me the nutrient content. And I'm like, but it's so good for you. Your microbiome is gonna be really healthy, ha- happy. Um, happy little tummy. Um, yeah, so it's a great way to actually like get a food item that is so nutrient dense versus a food item that traveled from California in a cold truck was pushed to ripen and has, you know, a quarter of the nutrients, you know, so you are really getting your money's worth. Yeah, I did one last year, too, that had like some sort of special stuff. Um, She made soaps, tea towels. There were some plants, um, tons of herbal teas, and some of them literally made out of weeds I had been trying to get rid of in the back of my garden, having no idea that they had like medicinal qualities. It was a very educational CSA. That's awesome. Probably dandelion, which is so good for you. And for any of those menopausal women out there, that's especially good for you. (laughs) And nettle, a lot of stinging nettle. Oh, Oh, how exciting. My last CSA, they would sometimes throw in um, cinnamon bread from a local baker, which was so much fun. My kids would go crazy over that because, oh, my, you know, sugar. Look, mom's letting us eat sugar. <laughs> like if it's local, if it's local. We can do it. Oh, I love that as a, as a caveat. Um, so another big part of eating sustainably, of course, is trying not to create too much food waste. What do you recommend in terms of, you know, kind of how to minimize our impact on the planet there? Definitely. So um, there are different places around Pittsburgh that are popping up that ha- that you can buy in bulk and you can use reusable um, items to do that. I love all of my reusable bags. That is huge. Buying things that aren't in plastic is helpful. So if you're buying canned food, aluminum is 100% recyclable. And then um, planning your meals out is really, really helpful. Um, soup is like super popular in my house. So I can just take all the veggies that are left over that I'm really worried are going to go to waste. And I just put them all into one giant veggie soup. And then uh, we do compost. We have a lot of different composting options in my backyard, including worms. And I just love worm composting so much. Multiple options in your backyard alone. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You know, yeah. I just, we just, I love composting. My kids actually, my nickname on their phones is the trash compactor (laughs) because I hate trash. (laughs) 
And so I'm just always like giving a little lecture on composting and recycling and not creating waste. And so, yeah, I'm the trash compactor. So what about those of us that maybe have thought about composting but are nervous about starting? Should we feel guilty if we don't compost? Yes. No passes. <laughs> just, just no, yes. <laughs> no. Yes, because composting is so amazing. You know, compost will take 30% of the moisture from rain. And we have such a water runoff problem here in Pittsburgh. And it just, it does so much for the soil. But yeah, compost is just so amazing. And it was illegal in Pittsburgh for a short, for a period of time. And it's now legal. And the city of Pittsburgh is creating a composting pilot. Yeah, we had that um, on a recent episode, just, you know, kind of talking about some of the ways to get started with it. Um, all all of us on the team are in various stages in our composting journey. Um, what about seafood? Um, we're not a coastal city. Is it, can we eat seafood at all as Pittsburghers and also be sustainable? In moderation. like um, Does it matter what kind of seafood? Like whether it, it's shrimp it or fish and what type of fish? Yeah, Shrimp is a very heavily um, negative impact on the environment. Fishing it um, takes a lot of resources. Bringing it here takes a lot of resources. Um, when it is pulled from the ocean, it is also damaging the ocean and damaging sea life. So um, I actually have been working on a grant with the USDA, with the University of Maryland and the University of Chennai to do aquaponics with shrimp and greens because we're trying to find a sustainable way to um, to be able to eat shrimp. And that would probably be the most sustainable way we could do it. We're, we're ironing out the details. And there are a few aquaponics programs in Pittsburgh. Um, I can think of a couple off the top of my head, but are any of them doing it at a, at a level that, you know, you or I could go purchase it somewhere and feel a little bit better about where we're getting our omega-3s? I don't think so, but they're trying. And I know there's a lot of money coming out of the government, you know, to build it and to make it better. So in the future, absolutely. In the meantime, you can get your omegas from lentils and nuts. <laughs> um, well, so if someone wants to get started, maybe to try a little harder to live sustainably, are there any local resources you could recommend? Definitely. Like, I absolutely love Phipps Conservatory. Um, their cafe is fantastic. It is absolutely sustainable. It's such a great example. Um, they have fantastic cooking classes. And then Grow Pittsburgh is another amazing, amazing resource. Sustainable Pittsburgh is another fantastic resource. They're doing such great things. Are any of those available to folks that maybe can't afford? Because uh, some of those classes, like Phipps especially, they're amazing, but they're a little expensive. I know they're working on providing um, options for people who can't afford their classes, but Grow Pittsburgh is completely open to everyone. Also, your local library. A lot of libraries provide free events, and a lot of them are picking up sustainability events, composting, uh, gardening, permaculture. And then all of the urban farms are very, very welcoming. So gardening is cool. That's our takeaway. Gardening is cool. Dirt is awesome. <laughs> Corey Flynn is a food sustainability educator. You can find her at Pitt, at Phipps Conservatory, and in Kit Classrooms all over town. Corey, thank you so much for educating slash shaming us here at CityCast Pittsburgh. Yeah, thank you very much. This is so much fun. I love talking about this, so. <laughs> Anytime. And big news, producer Mallory Falk is back from her stint with CityCast Philly. I am so excited. She's got the news before you go. 
Thanks, Megan. I'm so happy to be back. The city of Pittsburgh has reached a $275,000 settlement with seven people who say they were harmed by police during a 2020 protest for racial justice in East Liberty. According to the federal class action lawsuit, police used tear gas, explosives, and less lethal ammunition on protesters. The Trib reports that Mayor Ed Ganey and Pittsburgh City Council still need to approve the settlement. And Allegheny County is getting $1.2 million for environmental projects from the State Department of Environmental Protection. According to Next Pittsburgh, it'll go toward efforts like managing stormwater in Brighton Heights and getting pollutants out of local waterways. That's all for today here on CityCast Pittsburgh. And we're going to keep up these Thursday food conversations for a while. So let us know what you want to hear. If you enjoyed this locally sourced show, show off your good taste and let your friends know. Definitely check out that special Friday edition of the Hey Pittsburgh newsletter too. It's always got the dish on the best food and bevies in the Berg. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Talk to y'all soon. We were just talking about it and it's like, okay, if we live here, can we ever eat this? Do we ever get to feel good about that? You know, coming from California, I prefer not to eat my seafood here.